This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you'd like. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. Uh, And you can join us again uh, online as well, freetalklive.com, where we give you the features for free. You can go there and actually control the content of the website. You know, most of those talk radio websites, uh, it's kind of a we-tell-you-what's-important top-down distribution model. Well, you tell us what's important by submitting show prep, uh, different things you find online. So it could be a YouTube video, could be news item, could be a blog post. You submit it to freetalklive.com, and then others vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion. So the most voted up will make it to the front page and top of the website, meaning we're more likely to see it and talk about it on the air. Uh, you can, of course, go to freetalklive.com to engage in that. Now, last night I mentioned that uh, we had a, a story, a follow-up story, on something that we haven't covered in probably a few years on this program. And that is Prussian Blue. Now, Mark, who's Prussian Blue? Prussian Blue is, uh, well, this uh, sort of uh, young, young the, uh, the pair of young teen girls that are uh, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, and they sing Nazi pop. Think uh, of, like, the Olsen twins, except yeah. they're, like, skinheads, but without the skinhead. Yeah. I mean, they're, 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 like, the nastiest. The, the, the lyrics and the, uh, the perspective is just horrible. <laughs> and we talked about these people in quite a bit of detail in the past yeah. when they were maybe uh, 12 or 13 or something mm-hmm. like that. And then there was an update on them at age, I think, about 15 or 16 when there was a documentary done. We talked about them Again, I think the documentary is called Nazi Pop Twins. So if you want to go out uh, and, and rent that, you can probably pull it off of uh, Netflix, I would imagine. Maybe Hulu has it. Uh, surely you can find it online. Nazi Pop Twins, interesting documentary where they actually follow these two girls and they're in their mid-teens at that point. They talk to their mother, who, because it's a small world, has actually called this radio program. You may recall, Mark, that we used to be on in Kalispell, Montana. Yes. On a Very radio strange station. that we would talk about these two girls and then their mom would call in yeah. and on a couple of occasions and mostly she kept it uh, civil. But every once in a while she'd grouse about those darn Mexicans or something. She uh, definitely was a racist. I mean, no doubt about that. Uh, she tried to be as nice as she could, but clearly it wasn't. It didn't take much. <clears throat> it wasn't digging. Gonna, it's not going to go well for you if yeah. you're a racist and yeah. you call into the show. No. It's just not. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, just totally coincidental. She calls into the show, and I, it wasn't necessarily about her daughters. I don't think the first time that we heard from her, but when she called in, she'd mentioned that she'd moved to Kalispell with her daughters, and uh, we had heard that she had moved to Kalispell in one of the articles I think that we'd we'd read because they were running out of, wasn't it California that they were running away from? I think so. I, that's my understanding. Yeah, they, they thought for some reason that they could move to a small town in Montana and get away from people that didn't appreciate the fact that they were racist, and that didn't work out very well because a lot of people in Kalispell were pretty upset about these folks uh, living around them as well. Yeah. So... I mean, you know, they're not just they're not just racist. They're out and out racists. You know, people singing right. Nazi, power people. N- Nazi pop songs. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know, that's that's pretty far out there. So here's the update. You're giving you're giving, a, you're giving the regular racist a bad name. <laughs> and we had speculated folks had speculated people that have been following uh, what these people were about had speculated that, well, let's just hope these girls grow out of it. Let's hope that. 
the sometimes when you have this parenting certain parenting styles kids become the opposite of that like yeah. when you try to to force your particular viewpoint upon kids they may well turn away from that at some point uh, in rebellion against you I think kids often turn away um, from, you know, many of the things they're taught. They, I think they get back to a lot of the fundamentals, but, uh, you know, they, they, they want to be their own people. And what you'll find, I suspect, as you go through the generations, like, like strata among rocks, um, that you will find less and less uh, racism as time goes by. Or at least, uh, yeah, I would just say less and less. I mean, you know, maybe fewer people will have fewer racist thoughts. And um, of the people that do have racist thoughts, their racism will not be quite as uh, deep and, um, you know, overriding. So the news is good. Uh, the young ladies have turned into, well, they're still young ladies, probably around age 19 now, I think, is what the, the piece will We've tell We've been us doing here. this show way too long. <laughs> and they are hippie chicks now. Like, they're completely changed and open-minded. Uh, they, they don't hate people anymore. And so I wonder how that went this. with mom. TheDaily.com reporting. Lamb and Link's Gade, the dimpled tween rockers whose Nazi-themed pop uh, Nazi-themed pop band Prussian Blue sparked an exuberant media firestorm for several years back, have grown up and had a change of heart. I'm not a white nationalist anymore, Lamb told The Daily in an exclusive interview, the twins' first and Five years. She says, My sister and I are pretty liberal now. Personally, I love diversity, Link's second, and I'm stoked that we have so many different cultures. I think it's amazing and it makes me proud of humanity every day that we have so many different places and people. Now 19, they both still speak in a disarmingly girlish sing-song. Their message, however, was not always so sweet. In 2006, the sisters who formed the band at the suggestion of white nationalist leader William Pierce drew international notoriety with songs like Hate for Hate, Lamb Near the Lane, a dreamy folk song co-written by Lamb and the late David Lane, a member of the violent terrorist splinter cell The Order, who was then serving 190 years in prison for his involvement in the murder of Jewish talk show host alan berg in 1984 Hmm. see he and lan the young lady were pen pals at the time now prussian blue was never a presence on the pop charts and only played in small venues they were playing it like you know the picnic for the white nationalists yeah uh, basically they'd rent a you know some hall someplace if they could get you know if they could get a roof over their heads right i mean i don't know think about it for yourself if you if you were you know on the board of the uh the the lions club are you gonna let the the white nationalist people rent your place your hall for i would think the only way they could pull that off would be if they didn't look into them like if they just came and and presented themselves as two cute little girls looking to rent a hall uh and presume that the you know these doddering old men aren't going to do any research on them I suspect that there's plenty of places that that would be the case. Uh, or, or, you know, uh, find a hall actually uh, that is owned by some sort of overt uh, racist, because those would be their only two uh, two options. Deception or just finding one of their own brethren. So uh, 800-259-9231 is the number here, by the way, if you've got comments on uh, Prussian Blue. Continuing here, for a brief time... They, in the midnight, uh, mid-2000s, Lamb and Lynx were seemingly everywhere. The new face of hate, as one news program put it, they appeared on Primetime Live and in a number of other media outlets, including GQ, where I profiled them in 2006. That's the author of this piece at TheDaily.com. Their story even inspired a stage musical, White Noise, which began as a <laughs> low-budget, 
off-off-Broadway production before finding a major backer in Whoopi Goldberg and earning some decent reviews in Chicago earlier this year. A twisted appeal, of course, was the incongruity of seeing a racist, anti-Semitic polemic complete with smiley-faced Hitler t-shirts and on-stage Sig Heiling articulated by these cherubic little girls. Now the Gade twins say they've changed their views and attribute their earlier political pronouncements to youthful naivete. Mm. Links pointed out, my sister and I were homeschooled. We were these country bumpkins. We spent most of our days up on the hill playing with our goats. Now, a statement like that makes homeschooling sound like it, it's a bad thing, right? Well, I, I don't know that I think the, that necessarily. I think that, um, you know, I mean, I think that people have different skills. I think that if a kid can walk out of homeschooling or any school with the ability to read, to write, to do uh, arithmetic, like, um, you know, dividing, multiplying, subtracting, all these things, that they frankly walked out of the only thing that uh, public school actually promises but doesn't in fact deliver. Public school will tell you that read and write and arithmetic are what they're going to get, but there's been studies done that 20% on average of uh, graduates from public schools can't are functionally illiterate, and up to 40% in some public schools. So if these girls can read, and I would assume they can for song lyric purposes, if they can sing, if they can take care of some goats, and if they can do those things, that's fine. I don't think that every kid needs to learn the same thing. I'm going to homeschool my kid, and he loves loves books already. I mean, he could already at three years old read words where, you know, it's it's amazing to me. I just think when you hear a statement like that, there, there's kind of an unspoken suggestion that, see, this is what happens with homeschool. This is what can happen with homeschool. It can. And we'll come back with more here at 800-259-9231. But the suggestion is that, well, if we'd gone to, you know, government school, then we would have been socialized. We wouldn't have been racist. I don't think that's true. There's plenty of racists at government school. Free talk live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us, of course, online at freetalklive.com. We've got archives going all the way back to late 2006, which is probably the last time we talked about Prussian Blue. Seems like it's been a while. Maybe a little more recent than that, but definitely years. Uh, you can go to our, uh, go to freetalklive.com, click into the archives, and just go way back, or just download the last week's worth right at the top of the page. It's all free at freetalklive.com. You know that cigarettes are going to kill you. You've been probably thinking about even giving the e-cigarette a try. There, it's a healthier option. It's 22,000 times healthier, in fact. Um, listen to this offer from vaporsmiths.com. Now, if you are a cigarette smoker, consider that you'll save up to about $120 a month just by switching to the e-cigarette. And you'll already start being richer, feeling better, and smelling better. What more could you want than that? Well, how about a free starter kit? I mean, these starter kits can range from $50 to $100, depending on where you get them. 
just purchase 40 cartomizers, and that's the little get things that get screw onto the back of the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the e-cigarette. And you gotta buy them anyway. Just buy 40 of them. They'll give you a free kit, and they'll give you free shipping on the kit. Any any order of sixty dollars or more with coupon code uh, FTL that's FTL isn't free talk live. Nice. We'll uh, get the uh, the free shipping sixty dollars or more. So you could buy just a bunch of cardamizers and get the same the same deal. But you know if you want a free kit, you can buy forty cardamizers, get a free kit, and get it shipped for free. You can go to vaporsmiths.com. This is an awesome deal. Awesome deal. If you're thinking about trying it, this is the opportunity. Vaporsmiths.com or call eight five five two get vapor eight five five two get vapor. So we're talking about the Prussian Blue Twins. Of course, they're not in Prussian Blue anymore. That was the band that uh, they were a part of that uh, they created when they were young girls, probably about 11 or 12 years old, 10, something like that, where they went around and sang white nationalist, white separatist songs at uh, various little white nationalist gatherings of whatever they do, picnics or whatever those folks do. Uh, and Do you think that they can... Do you think they could spring this into a pop career now? I don't know. Just Mark. by their turnaround? I, I, I don't know. I would know. think not. Uh, hard to say. I don't know what they're interested in now. They're, uh, they're growing up. I don't up. think there's too many girls in the United States, just saying, that aren't of this Wouldn't age, that career. aren't interested in a pop career. Who knows? Maybe somebody will come, come to them with an offer. I don't actually know if they had talent musically. I'd never really, I didn't listen to their music. I think I remember listening them. to something briefly, but, yeah. I, you know, I didn't want just, to listen to just it. Just for the fact that it was news. Yeah. So they were uh, they were racist, and they made a lot of news. We talked about them. We actually ended up by accident, complete coincidence, uh, having their mom call into the show because we have to be on the air where they it's live. It's free talk live. In Anybody can call in. <laughs> right. And uh, so we've kind of, you know, to some extent, brushed up against this case. Watch the documentary Nazi Pop Twins, and now there's uh, news from the Daily.com about these young ladies growing up and maturing and coming to their own conclusions about life. So they're talking about how they were raised in a kind of a cloistered world where they were kept away from, uh, from you know, the outside, essentially. And back to uh, the, the daily.com here. She says, uh, one of the young ladies, Lamb, said, Lamb and Lynx, their names. I was just spouting a lot of knowledge. I had no idea what I was saying. The twins' mother, April who had been a prominent member of racist fringe groups like the... Are there not-so-fringe racist groups? Seems like they're all Other ones that aren't prominent? I mean, are they really prominent? Are any of them prominent? Uh, Like the National Alliance and the National Vanguard brought up her daughters with the ethos of white nationalism, a mix of racial pride, anti-immigrant hostility, Holocaust denial, and resistance to the encroachment of, quote, MUDs, i.e. Jews and non-whites. Ugh. But after enrolling in public school and moving to Montana, a predominantly white state, albeit one with a decidedly hippie-ish vibe, Lamb and Lynx decided they simply no longer believed what they'd been taught. Their transformation first became evident to Prussian Blues fans during the band's 2006 European tour, a double bill with the Swedish white power warbler saga, along with their familiar repertoire of screwdriver covers, the racist folk tunes glorifying Rudolf Hess and other Aryan... Uh, Aryan heroes and perky bubblegum ballads about boys in middle school, the girls threw the audience a curveball, a rendition of Bob Dylan's Knockin' on Heaven's Door. Mama, put my guns in the ground, they sang to a smattering of booze from the crowd of Scandinavian skinheads and other far-right music aficionados. I can't use them anymore. They knew it was an unorthodox choice. Oh, our mom warned us, Lamb recalled. She said, you know, some people aren't going to like this. Bob Dylan was a Jew. But the girls, who 
were then 13, going on 14. You know, I had a, I had a contract uh, at one point, a sales contract uh, to work at an office, that one of the stipulations in the contract that they were not allowed to play a Dylan song in the office. Was it because he was a Jew or because he just sounds I just bad? hate it. Gotcha. Hate it. He. No. no. <laughs> we're in a rebellious frame of mind at the time. They were 13 and 14. So we just decided to go for it, Lamb continued. I mean, if people don't like the song, don't effing go to the show. <laughs> don't listen to my music. Don't buy my CDs. As they toured Germany, Denmark, and Czechoslovakia, they played their tune at every stop. Then they came home and had a heart-to-heart talk about the band's future. Are you done, Lynx? Lamb asked her twin. Yeah, I'm done, came the reply. Lamb and Lynx had spent most of the past five years lying low and trying to live a normal life. As Lamb put it, turning aside numerous media requests, besides which they know their change of heart will not please some members of the movement that once anointed them its standard bearers. Lynx said, I've had people call me a race traitor before. (laughs) It's definitely something they're going to have to get over, she added defiantly. The heck is a race traitor? It means someone who's open-minded, I think. (laughs) You know what I mean? Anybody who doesn't hate someone because they have a different skin color, or I guess that's what it means. Background, I, you know, if I, it's, it's just so ridiculous to me, a race yes. traitor. <laughs> These people I, are I, ridiculous. I, I, race isn't even something they can quantify. They can't even point. It. The my, mitochondrial DNA can be uh, can put you closer to somebody who's from Africa, a white person closer to somebody who's from, uh, you know, a, an ancestrally from Africa, a black person or whatever. Yes, Mark, but don't you understand they look different. They look different. I understand. They look right. different. Like, this is how <laughs> simpletons work. Yeah, exactly. So uh, back to Lamb and Lynx. Lamb said there are dangerous people in the white nationalism movement that don't give an F really? and they would do awful things to people who they mm. think betrayed the movement. We're stepping on eggshells. The girls are still on good terms with their mother, who say the, they say has been surprisingly supportive of their philosophical evolution. Good old mom. She said she taught us to question things, and she's glad we don't just accept everything she says, uh, said Lynx. Suffering from a number of medical issues, Lynx live at home in northwest Montana with her mother, stepfather, and her half-sister, Dresden. Oh, oh God. Oh, no. God. For the younger listeners uh, wait, that wait, don't know Wait, wait, why Dresden? <laughs> okay, Dresden was... Yes, please a, explain. A city in Germany that uh, the Allies bombed in a, um, a a campaign against civilians. They firebombed the town. Now you got to understand that this is it's the horrible. same. This is the same group of people in World War One, a war that had ten percent civilian casual, casualties. That said, the Germany's attacks on some French towns uh, that were uh, specifically on civilians were atrocious, awful, animalistic. They used every uh, you know bit in the book. Three decades later, they're doing the same thing. They they. Casualties in World War II were two thirds of the casualties were civilian. In World War One, they were ten percent. Mm. Now, who are the animals? The United States and Britain were the ones uh, that that had far more civilian casualties. Uh, when you, if you don't count, well, they're, they're uh, putting, animals on all sides. If you don't count putting people into concentration camps and stuff like that, yeah, absolutely, war is awful. Um, you know the uh, but. Uh-huh. How there's, could you not putting people in? How could you not count? There's, there's an in argument to be. Let me camps. let me tell you about the concentration camps. This is I got Free something. Talk Live. You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency will take over at some point. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world, and their value seems only to be increasing. Find out more at weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins are going up. Weusecoins.org. 
This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website and freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. You can, of course, join us uh, on our website there. All that stuff free. And uh, 800-259-9231. Maybe you've got a comment on the Pop Twins, the Nazi Pop Twins, or formerly the Nazi Pop Twins, because now they're all grown up, or mostly grown up, and they changed their mind. We're talking about the the girls formerly known as Prussian Blue, Lamb and Lynx Gade. And we're going to get back into that here in a moment. But Mark, you uh, kind of distracted I think me. I, I think I got, uh, I stepped in it uh, at the end with, of the last segment. You said something that maybe I, maybe I misunderstood uh, what it was that you were saying. So let me see if I can recap. Um, Go ahead. Where you were coming from? You're talking about the amount of civilian casualties in World War One versus World 10%. War Two. Uh, you said it was ten percent in World War One, yeah. and what, was sixty six percent in World War Two? Yes. And you were citing things like the bombing of Dresden and other uh, things that the Allies did in that particular case. Yes. And you made the suggestion that that was the worst of the deaths of civilians. And yeah. you said leaving out the Holocaust. And right. I was like, well, wait a minute. How, how, well, if you, how consider- can you just leave out the Holocaust? Right. Like that doesn't work. What? Right. It doesn't work. Right. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a bad way to go about it. I was separating my mind sort of civilian and, and military. But, you know, why would you do that? They're all government uh, actions. But I will make this point. Um, and, you know, this is this can only slightly um, extricate myself from from this. I recently have been reading a book that has given me these facts. That's why I know this crap off the top of my head. And I haven't yet articulated it, but the fact is that the Nazis didn't kill any Jews in concentration camps or anything. You know, they, they may have killed some trying to, you know, if they resisted, and some did, um, before they were essentially at war with the Allies. They wanted to move them to Madagascar, was actually the plan. And when they became, when they, when they got, went to war with. Is that right? Yes. Stupid plan, whatever it is, right? Let's hey, here's a here's a big island on a map. Uh, let's move them there. Uh, you know, this is where the Jews should go, Madagascar. It is a stupid plan, but it would have been better than burning them alive. I suppose. Indeed, it is. But once they went to war with Great Britain and France, then what do they do? Well, they decided to essentially work them to, to death, hmm. and that's what concentration camps were sort of initially for the war and, effort. Yeah, and then they you know they tried other things, and they were very interesting know, by the end of uh, the end of the whole thing. The Allies really didn't care at all about uh, you know freeing freeing Jews from co- concentration camps. That you know that that wasn't a big concern of theirs during the war effort. They thought that it might uh, really actually upset um, you know some of their supporters and things like that. So they decided not. To, that wasn't uh, so. If wasn't it was high in their list. So what was their what was their motivation then? The Allies in getting into the war. In getting into the war. Yeah. Well, I mean, Germany kept on going. All <laughs> they invaded France, right? right? So you know that's not acceptable. Toll-free number here tonight, 800-259-9231. We're going to come back to uh, Lamb and Linkscade here in a little bit, but I think it's appropriate uh, to take this call at this point. Uh, calling from Cobra Command, the Baroness is on the line. The Baroness calling from Cobra Command. Yes, gentlemen. Good evening. Good evening. How can we help? What's, have, what's on your mind tonight? I've called in with a public service announcement for the voters of America. I would like to assure the servants or constituents of Cobra Commander that while the negative attention surrounding Michelle Bachman and her husband is not the doing of Cobra's campaign team, we find her blatantly insolent attempts at mimicking the truly evil machinations of Cobra <laughs> Commander to be laughable. Our official stance on her campaign is one of pure derision and mockery. 
and we encourage our loyal slaves or supporters to embrace this policy when discussing the presidential election. And just remember that winning hearts and mind control is the most important half of the battle. (laughs) I feel like we've been given the short shrift. I mean, we used to have Cobra Commander himself call this show, and now someone who's clearly reading uh, a prepared statement, like any good terrorist uh, subordinate uh, would do, this is really insulting. I I do not have the charm that Cobra Commander does. I just but feel like, you know, Cobra my... Commander used to think highly of Free Talk Live, highly enough to grace us with his presence. The, the Baroness is hot, though. I'm just a lowly campaign manager, gentlemen. I don't even and... know who the Baroness is. You don't know who the Baroness well, is? I never saw She's G.I. Like Joe. She's got a black, uh, skin-tight, leather out- patent leather outfit. Believe me, you want the Baroness <laughs> before you want Cobra Commander. <laughs> All right, uh, Baroness. So, so, did, so you, now what's the policy on Michelle Bachman here? We should just laugh at her. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is, is there some sort of news item that spurned this? Michelle like, Bachman's husband apparently is uh, in one of those pray the gay away. You're speaking of Nazis. It is an appropriate tie-in. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, that's why I felt like it was appropriate to take this call. I mean, root world uh, people that want to rule the world, etc. Cobra does have that Nazi Hitler, feel to it. Hitler, yeah. Cobra, Commander, you know, so on and so forth. So, and Cobra will be returning to the air as soon as is possible for him. Don't, what is he doing worry. right now? Why is he uh, not here with us right now? I'm not at liberty to discuss with Oh, you, but... you're no fun. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. All right, so I'm looking up the Baroness here, Mark, just to... Yeah, yeah, not a bad-looking cartoon character. Indeed. Uh, all right. It's so... funny how, uh, you know, <laughs> like that's how the mind works. It's, you find car- cartoon characters sexually attractive. Toll free to, well, I didn't say I found her sexually attractive. I, 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 I what? I said she's not bad looking for a cartoon All character. Right. 1-800-259-9231. Uh, so we're talking about the, the girls uh, named Lynx and Lamb, Gade, that's their last name. They were formerly known as the Nazi Pop Twins. That's uh, kind of a more fun name for Prussian Blue. They're evil band that toured around the world, apparently, uh, playing for white nationalists, white separatists, uh, angry, racist folks uh, all around the place. Uh, Their lyrics, of course, were angry and racist and hate-filled. And now it turns out they're 19, and uh, several years back, they started to change their minds about this whole white nationalist thing. And the news is coming from thedaily.com. Where this author here, by the way, uh, let's see his name, Aaron Grill, Aaron Gell, actually. Aaron has uh, written about them in the past, and he continues. Uh, he's talking about how they they changed. They had this uh, evolution and uh, suffering from a number of medical issues. Lynx lives at home in northwest Montana with her mom, her stepfather, and half-sister Dresden. That's what got us into the war yes. uh, conversation. Who works? Uh, Lamb, who works as a hotel chambermaid, lives a short drive away, which she often stops by with a big bag of dirty laundry. Nevertheless, both daughters openly question April, that's their mom's fixation, as Lynx calls it, on the fate of the white race, as well as her encouragement of their bizarre musical career. Link said, I'm glad we were in the band, but I think we should have been pushed towards something a little more mainstream and easier for us to handle than being front men for a belief system that we didn't even completely understand at the time. We were little kids. Asked whether she wished she'd done anything differently, April, the girl's mom, told the Daily, I thought it would just be a little fun thing to do. I didn't expect it to get as big as it did. If the girls feel regretful about it, I guess I would have to as well. Unquote. But April, who's working to create... Well, that's a pretty mature thing to say. Well... 
she's not done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but April, who's <laughs> working to create an intentional white community in their area called Pioneer Little Europe, also suspects her daughter's liberal turn may be a passing phase. I wonder if we did we do this. What are you what, us what? talking about the Free State Project? Uh, every you know every night. In, we <laughs> did talk about the hate filled bigots getting together somewhere i mean because like get away from here i don't want you to be around me why don't you go hang around your your own kind Maybe if, hate or, hang around people that hate don't don't be around me in my life but also mark did we also do this like did we have any effect on these young ladies i wonder because we know their mom five years ago used to listen to free talk sure, she was probably listening right in front of them right so, I mean, they don't cite, yeah, we can listen to Free Talk Live, which would have been incredible. Yeah, that'd be really that. great. <laughs> that, would, that would be definitely something to be proud of. Uh, but we know for a fact that Free Talk Live was aired likely in their vicinity, and we certainly have uh, a different perspective on this show. Gosh, we look at human beings as uh, as equals, and we think that they're you know they're, they're each all one's this... individual. I wouldn't say they're equal. I mean, you know, I do. I think humans are by default they're you know they're equal. What one do you mean they're not wrestle? equal? Okay, I see what you mean, Mark. But equal as in the rights that they have. Equal as in no one is better than another by the basis of the fact that they're all humans. It's a good thing I have a stress fracture in mine, and I really can't arm wrestle. Toll free number eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Both arms or just one? Just the right. All right. More coming up here. I can do left if you'd like. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. You know that cigarettes will kill you. You've been thinking about giving the e-cigarette a try? There is a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Well, listen to this offer from Vaporsmiths.com. A -a pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month. So you already start being richer, feeling healthier, and smelling better. What more could you want? How about a free starter kit? Just purchase 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Free shipping on orders of $60 or more. 855-2-GET-VAPOR or go to Vaporsmiths.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online at freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, go to amp.freetalklive.com. Become an amplifier today. Go to, again, amp.freetalklive.com. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. You can send in 3 bucks a month with any major credit card via PayPal or use Visa or MasterCard right on our website. And we'll take that money in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country. Over 108 stations today, thanks to our Free Talk Live amplifiers. And we'll also get uh, into more ears around the internet. So go to amp.freetalklive.com and we can, you can help us infect people with the ideas of liberty. And of course, along with the ideas of liberty should come the ideas of, well, the fact that People shouldn't hate each other because <laughs> if we don't, you know, if we have people hating each other out there, it's kind of hard to have freedom because hate usually leads to the desire to control you know, and the you desire m- to control will not lead you to liberty. I think you've missed the most important uh, point here in the, uh, the the Nazi pop twins going uh, hippie girl, um, you know, on in, in this situation. Uh, OK, smoke pot and the whole world will get along. I was going to get to that point, Mark. It actually, <laughs> it actually comes up in this uh, oh, this God. article. Oh God! But first, 
Are you on any medications? Are you getting your prescription medications at a local pharmacy? If you are, you're likely paying more than you have to. There's a better way. Discount Prescription Services will get you your meds at discounts as high as 70% off, 70% off, and they'll, they'll deliver them right to your door. All you have to do is go to meds.freetalklive.com. You can click Become a Member there on the left-hand side of the page. They've got a telephone number that you can call. They'll get back to you during business hours. Their customer service is excellent. They'll walk you through every step of the way, and you'll save big time. It's meds.freetalklive.com. We are talking about Lamb and Link Skade, and we've discussed them over the years on this program, ever since they first hit the scene back when they were maybe 11 or 12 years old, wearing their little Hitler smiley face t-shirts and the news media, this publicity photo they had. They were the Nazi Pop Twins, and that's the name of the documentary that was made about them when they were around uh, 14 or 15 years old. They uh, were a band called Prussian Blue, and they sang hate-filled, just bigoted, racist songs. And thankfully, there was a lot of uh, publicity surrounding it, so people could see what these people were doing and how despicable they were. Ended up, turns up, they're 19 now, and they changed. Uh, They changed in a big way, very dynamic uh, way. They are now more, probably better described as open-minded hippie chicks uh, than, you know, the previous iteration of being closed-minded hate hate filled uh, racists so we're continuing here with a piece from the daily.com where it's it's kind of chronicling their transition with an interview between them and their mom april who we've had on this show in the past simply by coincidence because we were on the air in Kalispell, montana where they moved to back in the mid-aughts so continuing here uh april while she's friendly still towards her kids she still lives with uh with one of them uh she's she says that she always encouraged them to ask questions so she's you know been relatively decent about their transition she still of course believes what she believes she's working to create an intentional white community called pioneer little europe and she thinks her daughter's liberal turn may be a passing phase she says they're 19 i think when they have children of their own they'll come to the same conclusions i have you think uh, I don't think so. I, I'm stunned by that. <laughs> I, I can't imagine. This is one of those things, that, like the liberty, the ideas of liberty. Once you come to them, it's hard to in, imagine leaving them. Uh, same thing with the idea of looking at humans as, uh, you know, <laughs> looking at humans as as the same. Uh, well, in, like each human has, them. you know, makes choices um, and, you know, as to whether or not they are, you know, for you an on aggregate good or on aggregate bad person. Right. Like, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say that there aren't people out there that I think that have made so many bad choices and continue to make so many bad choices that I'm not going to say they're not bad. I, I think they can change those choices anytime they want. But if as you continue to make choices and that you, they continue to be sort of bad or controlling or whatever they might be, it seems unlikely that you'll switch, especially if those choices are working for you, like, yeah. say, for politicians. Or in this case, uh, being you know, open-minded toward accepting of others who look different from you. Uh, once you've gotten to that point in your life, how could you possibly go back? Right. Because then you've had experience with those people. It's it's one thing to be this cloistered racist who's always been told things by mommy and grandpa and and never actually had interactions with the bad people. And then to all of a sudden, you know, then to change your mind over time and, and start meeting some of these previously thought of as bad people and, and come to the conclusion that, wow, I was really wrong. To go this back is, to that? This is one of the things that I found very strange. Those who listen to the show on a regular basis know that I have been – I was in prison. I was in prison for nine 
nine years, I met a lot of people who were racist. Probably my opinions uh, would have been considered to some extent to some people who were listening to them racist. Um, you know, when I was had been in prison with, you know, f- uh, you know, just it, it, bad folks for a very long time. You know, you tend to people tend to separate that way. But the idea that I found there were other people that I found even more bigoted uh, that you know, a lot more bigoted than me. And I'd be like, you know, it seems really strange that this guy who says that black people are bad is out here buying a sandwich from a black guy that he's smuggled out of the kitchen. It seems like this guy who considers black people bad is, uh, you know, doing business with or hanging out with or whatever black people. And that this I would see this on a regular basis. And what this says to me is that although some people might be making uh, you know decisions based on sort of large groups, they don't make the same decisions based on individuals. Do you understand? Mm, I see where you're coming from. So, um, you know, even the people that think that don't think it nece- – not uh, most of them don't even think it for individuals. They just sort of think it for large groups. Oh, black people are bad. But but uh, my, my friend Tom, he's not. Yeah. You know, it's, it's strange. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, but we've talked to people who've been self-proclaimed racists on this program before. I'm, of course, thinking of Scott the Bigot who is a frequent caller to this program, probably more. We've heard from Scott the Bigot more often than we heard from April, uh, the, these girls' mother. And that guy would tell you he hates all, all you know, black people or he hates all Jews. Yeah. And it's really and, – and he admits that he's had no real significant interactions with those folks in his life. But he seems to hate a lot of people though. He hates women. Yeah, the, anybody. The government. I mean you know, like um, certain religions but then he likes – I don't know. It's very It's strange. just hard to imagine going back to that after having discovered love and looking at uh, people and respecting them and judging them individually based on their individual actions because they're bad people across all – you know, the whole spectrum. We continue, though, uh, with TheDaily.com, where perhaps they will go back, according to The Daily's author here. But the, for now, the girls are eager to put their entire experience behind them. Serving as internationally vilified poster children for the Aryan race was a lot of responsibility, especially for two pimply adolescents with mouths full of braces. Links point out that when you're a preteen, you're already insecure, and we were subjected to more of that because of the situation we were put in. I'll bet. It's scary when you're young and you have a bunch of people hating you. The media barrage took the family by surprise. They were deluged with hate mail, some of it ironically from people professing equality and brotherhood. That's a whole other problem. Indeed. Uh, But the fan mail could be just as disconcerting. There was a lot of predatory energy, according to Lynx, from those those guys that was really hard for my sister and I to take. And as we got older, developing and becoming women, we realized this might get a little more intense. But both girls say the hardest part of the whole experience was dealing with the media, which they believe routinely misrepresented them and sensationalized their beliefs. Their time in the limelight subjected them to extraordinary stress. (laughs) Wait a second. Sensationalized them and their beliefs? What? And appears to have contributed to severe health problems for both sisters. Wait a second. Are they not? Were they not uh, a pair of uh, Nazi singing uh, preteen to teen girls? I'm sure she doesn't want to see herself as bad as uh, many people saw her. I, you know, I, I remember your... breaking down some of the verbiage in their songs. I, I, I'm not saying that she's bad. I'm saying that uh, the songs were pretty clear as to what they were. Oh, absolutely they were. I, I don't think that – I don't feel as though we were exaggerating in our analysis of these young ladies – 
uh, certainly have consumed enough content about them to see what they were about, and they were about some real nasty stuff, no doubt about it. But, I mean, just from her perspective, Mark, from the, yeah. the cognitive dissonance of, wow, I, I don't want to admit I was that bad. Mm-hmm. You know, Wow, was I really that those lyrics are really that bad? You know, she's she's trying to forget this stuff, right? And she's trying to move on uh, with her life. Sure, there's no reason to to go into reminding her uh, about it. But I mean, I you know, so here here's a, a little uh, here's a little tidbit for anybody who's made big mistakes in their lives. Own it, yeah, because people will forgive you for it if you own it. If you try to brush it under the rug, they won't forgive you for it. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons that, uh, you know, here on air, I don't like you to say when, you know, talk, when talking about me going to prison that I was innocent because I don't believe I was. I mean, I was doing lots of bad things around lots of bad people at a bad time in my life. Yes, something happened I didn't expect to happen. But you didn't kill that guy. That, that much is true. Lynx, by the way, was diagnosed with cancer during her freshman year of high school, and doctors removed a large tumor from her shoulder. Then she developed a rare condition called CVS, cyclic vomiting syndrome. Mm. We'll continue with more about the transition, the growth of these young ladies, Lame and Lynx Gade, formerly known as Prussian Blue, the Nazi pop twins. We're coming up here. Hour two's next. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you would like at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And we're going to continue here with your phone calls, but coming up, we're going to wrap up the Lamb Lam and Lynx Gade story. For those of you just tuning in, we'll update you on what it's all about. But essentially, it's an update on the young ladies who, uh, well, previously I wouldn't have wanted to call them ladies because they were Nazis. They were white uh, power, white national, white separatist types. And they were about eight, 11 or 12 years old, essentially being molded into these Nazi singers uh, for the purposes of promoting the ideas of racism. And we'll tell, about, tell you more about who they are today because they've grown up uh, to a, a large extent. We'll get back into that. But first, let's continue with you and your thoughts. Frank is on the line in New York. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Hi, yeah, you know, I was going to ask, uh, I was going to discuss uh, the situation in Libya, but pop culture always is fascinating, you know, from, from, from my point of view. So. Regarding the Prussian blue girls, uh, you have, I think we have to look back to developmental psychology and adolescent development uh, psychology. And you'll notice that most children uh, react against their upbringing when they become teenagers, and they attempt to create a sense of themselves within the accepted peer group 
Uh, Hold on a second, they, Frank. Is it true that that well, okay, well, you did say if most I, teenagers, right? Because it would seem to me that if you have this kind of authoritarian uh, structure in your your family household, you're going to rebel against that. It. That would be I rebelled mean, against. But correct, what if you had a like, more open structure in your family household? More well, open? that's a very good point because you'll notice that many many people in the 1960s and 70s, children that were in very liberal uh, homes, uh, became neoconservatives and conservatives in the 70s and 80s. And just think of Alex P. Keaton on the uh, uh, TV show with uh, Meredith Baxter, Bernie, and the other characters. Uh, what was it called? Family Ties. Yep. You know, so in a sense, uh, if we go back to the notion of, let's say, a generation gap, or, uh, again, the the adolescent psychological development, where the child rebels against the traditional parents and their upbringing, and basically the modes of acceptance within that family structure, only to return to it, you know, in adulthood, often when they become parents, in a sense. So, I mean, this is just, you know, part of a journey. But what I want to say is that, you know, I find it really repulsive that parents would exploit their children, whether it's, you know, neo-Nazis making them little pop star idols among a fascist uh, fringe. Uh, I agree with you. And, or and whether, it's, whether it's that or like a John Benet Ramsey where mom dresses or up even or dad Brooke, dresses up their Brooke little Shields, daughter. Or even a Brooke Shields where, you know, her mother uh, sort of uh, manipulated her and had her do all sorts of amazing things that no person in the right mind would do. I think that was Terry Shields, whether it was doing the Avedon shoot for uh, the genes, the uh, Calvin Klein genes, or, you know, being in some of those movies uh, that had, you know, adult content far beyond, you know, the perspective of a minor. Like the Blue Lagoon? Well, not just that, but the uh, film Pretty Baby and different things like that. So I think if you look at this from a pop cultural point of view, you see the ethos of our culture collapsing. You see a neo-decadence emerging that's far stronger than any uh, decadent uh, culture of the elite in ancient Rome or Greece. <laughs> I and love what he talks I don't know if I agree with beyond, it, but I love it. Well, going beyond it, <laughs> I feel very sorry for those girls because they were exploited. Yeah, for sure. But knowing the economics of the recording business, uh, that, you know, if you're going to be a neo-Nazi singing songs, don't expect any of the five major media corporations that own the worldwide music business to allow you to record or participate in the commercial process of selling music or making royalties. Well, good. So I mean, as far as I'm concerned, may be very, that's good. very Machiavellian, too, wanting to rebel against this. But, you know, I think let them be hippies, and uh, I, I think really the problem's with the parents. I mean, oh, I children, totally agree with you. children have to... There was a very a wonderful... Uh, line that goes back to, I think, uh, San Tzu, the ancient Chinese philosopher, where he states basically that your children are, you know, to be protected by you, but their world is very different from your world, and you will not participate in their world. So sort of understand that in, you know, uh, 
raise them accordingly. No, I like and, the idea of the parents that uh, the, the unschooling method, for instance, where you know you give them the very, very basic, bare minimum. Right. They need to to learn on their own, and then you know turn them loose essentially and let them uh, become whoever it is that they intend to become without Correct. this uh, this overarching authoritarian guiding hand uh, forcing you know force feeding ideas yep. or force feeding you know belief system down. I have a question to ask you guys. Uh, do you know if they ever did a recording of the Horst Wessel song or the uh, Tomorrow Belongs to Me that was in Cabaret? You know, I, uh, I don't have an intimate. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? That famous that famous scene in Cabaret where. Um, the uh, expats are sort of in the country, and they stop you, off you, to get you a beer. You mistakenly presume I am as cultured as you, Frank, and uh, I have no idea. I know that a cabaret was done in Nazi Germany. That's all I know. Right. It's basically uh, Christopher Isherwood's uh, memoir sort of reconstructed into a play and then a screenplay. But it's a very great, it's a very good film, and I think if you uh, watch that scene... Uh, you know, it's really a classic, and uh, what happens after, you know, that's what happens when we have, when we don't have the capacity for critical thinking, and when our school system fails to provide that, then it's very easy to manipulate and go astray and not even know it, and I think that's going to be the key. People will have to basically understand themselves within their own world and understand the world that molds them. And when they can sort of negotiate those two things, I think we have a very healthy uh, future. And when we can't do that, it's going to be a tremendous prison. That's Thank all you, I have Frank. To say I tonight. appreciate hearing from Bye. you. At Eight, least we got a little razzle-dazzle, though. 800-259-9231. I don't get that joke. Razzle-dazzle is uh, it's a musical joke. Okay, yeah, yeah. sorry. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. You just love your musicals, don't you? I, I, you know, it's it's hard to be a straight guy that likes musicals, but I do. <laughs> I have enjoyed some musicals. Uh, let's see, what's the one about uh, the, the first loved it. recorded movie? Singing in the Rain, that's what it is. The, the first movie with, uh, with an audio track to it. Right? I did not know that. That's what it's about. It's about the jazz singer, the recording of the jazz singer. Anyway, I think 1-800-259-9231 as we continue with uh, Joshua listening in Oklahoma. Joshua, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Joshua in Oklahoma, going once. Yes. Hello there. I just, just heard a beep. sounded like I got hung up on it. Here but you I'm are. Hi, guys. Go ahead with your thoughts. Hey, wow, you offered to let me take over. I just can't resist an opportunity like that. <laughs> Go for it. Wow. Now, first time I've listened to you guys. Uh, I was just seeing what was on GCN Live while I'm sitting here in the office working. Um, you've talked a lot about, with uh, uh, Lynx and Lamb, about the importance of not letting people control you. Uh, i got to say, we agree wholeheartedly here at the Sea Lions Foundation, and I am unashamedly calling to spread the word about us. What is the Sea Lions Foundation? Well, first and foremost, it's a Christian missions organization. We're set up to send out missionaries in floating homes that will go anywhere in the world. There's three feet of water and provide all their own electricity and hot and cold running water so that they don't need cash support from home. Our largest one even has farm and garden on it, just feed 10 people. Okay, But the thing that would interest some of your listeners is that we're opening up this opportunity to the general public. Anybody who says, hey, you know, I'm sick and tired of a mortgage payment, sick and tired of utility payments, sick and tired of being stuck in one place where the forces of evil can find me whenever they want me, come talk to us. Now, uh, would these, uh, if, if these things can't make it on the open ocean, right? Like, how do you get from here to Bimini? Oh, you have been smoking that stuff. These things will Not go me. through a hurricane. These things will go through a hurricane. Really? 
It's quite yeah, a pitch, man. Absolutely. So the goal is yeah, to just yeah. kind of set set out on high seas and and take well, care. Only, only if you want to. It's really boring out there. Thanks for the call. Appreciate yeah. hearing from you at 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airways. Kind of like a little sea standing, a little miniature sea That's, standing. It's really interesting. Online. I'm on the website. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our 90 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com features, including the wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you, W-I-K-I, wiki.freetalklive.com. We'll get you there. You can edit virtually anything you see. Uh, Again, wiki.freetalklive.com. If you're looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear, Man Venture Outpost carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment, all kinds of stuff. Much of it from main name brand distributors. They're family owned and members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. Some prices are so low they can't even be mentioned. The uh, the manufacturers won't uh, won't allow that. You can get additional five percent off with coupon code. FTL. That's FTL is in Free Talk Live. You can get it quick. Get it from manventureoutpost.com. All right. So 800-259-9231. Mark, uh, we've both been looking at the Sea Lions Foundation there uh, during the break. Uh, we had uh, Joshua call in from Oklahoma. He's taking a break from uh, working. Apparently. All I can think is that, you know, around November, it's going to start getting cold here. Maybe we could just get a Free Talk Live uh, big catamaran boat. Float it on down the East Coast as the weather gets cooler, you know, uh-huh. and be down in Key West for the winter. And then come on back up. Well, I don't – I think the idea sounded like to get away from the American government, and it wouldn't really make sense to go float down to Key West because then you'd still, be, you'd still be within reach of the U.S. government, right? We can float down 100, 100 miles out if it makes you happy. Whatever, dude. I, I'm not, I don't know if I'm interested in that because <laughs> uh, the, the whole seasteading thing has been proposed before, which yes. sounds kind of similar. Uh, the seasteading idea is I don't to, know if you can buy any either of these at this point. Right. Uh, the seasteading idea is one that was proposed by a voluntarist libertarian type, uh, the son of David Friedman. Is that right? Yes. Patrick Friedman. Yeah, Patrick Friedman. He, uh, and we've had him on the show, but it's a pretty big vision. The idea is to build this platform or yep. multiple platforms out in, uh, in the water and, and have a little society out on it. Now, it sounds like the Sea Lions Foundation is a little more smaller, you know, a little smaller scale as far as the size of the, the platform is concerned. Bo- they them. both look like ideas. And yeah. what you have to consider is boats can be tied off to each other. Um, right. You know, these, these platforms that uh, Patrick talked about would be, you know, attachable Mobile. in some way. Yeah. Uh, but we'll, 
all boats are mobile. That's why we call them boats. Yeah. The um, but you know these these uh, other things could be tied off in some way if one wished to you know create little communities. One could do that. But as you say, neither of them actually exist. They're still in the uh, you know the creation phase. And so it would appear on the websites. I don't know that that's true. I mean, maybe there's a prototype. I wouldn't. I don't think that Seasteading has come up with a prototype yet. There's they're working on a, a couple of different projects at once. Now the Sea Lions have have they done that? Did you pull up a video or I, something? I pulled up a video, but it all seemed to be sort of CAD drawings of uh, of things. Beautiful stuff. Very very interesting. Um, you know, I'm I'm going to find out more about it. Well, but. you can uh, join as a member for a hundred bucks a month, and then two hundred a month, and then all the way up to two thousand dollars a month. And what I mean by that is. Over time, the membership fees go up. So apparently, if I'm reading this correctly, uh, you're paying 116 bucks the first month, 180 after that, 275, 433, 750, 1900, and then 2000, hmm. and then 2000, and then 2000. Maybe you should have kept Joshua on if he had questions. I don't know. I just, I'm just looking here. It was just a little too self-promotional uh, for me that uh, that phone call. Was too much too, like a commercial. Too much like a plug. Okay. And uh, I didn't want to keep that one going. But eight hundred two five nine. It's very interesting stuff. And right. I, I've got to, I got to admit that you know he he has some of our listeners pegged. Yes, so he has us pegged. If, I'm very interested in this. If you, uh, well, maybe you should contact him, Mark, and uh, set him up on your interview show. No, I, that sell him some ads. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not free plugs live. Like if we just let everybody call and plug every you know, event that they're doing. For instance, somebody called me today and said, "Hey, can I call the show tonight and talk about my, uh, you know, talk about inviting people to my court appearance in Concord, uh, New Hampshire?" Like, nah, it's not really gonna. It's not really going to fly, considering we have you know an international audience of people, and only some of them are going to be in the vicinity of possibly being able to. Only some will actually be in the physical vicinity of your area, and only a percentage of those will actually have the time, and the ability, and interest to you know, go. I think it's a very finessed thing here um, with the sea lion situation. Here, here he has a product that's probably you know makes a lot of sense for yeah. Free Talk Live and its listeners, and you know people that are in the Liberty community. But at the same time, I will have to agree with you. It did so- sort of sound uh, like the elevator speech to some extent. Yeah. And, you know, so the question is sort of how does one, you know, call in uh, to a very unique pro- radio program that, that says you can call in and talk about anything. Uh, but they're a little skittish about uh, selling, com- you know, talking about commercial stuff because we sell commercial ads. You know, like yeah, it's, it's a fine it's, line. It's a very finesse thing. I've seen some people do it, uh, you know, pretty well here. But I got to say that I think the product is uh, aimed right dead center at our at our psychographic. Well, maybe the psychographic, but it's also a Christian kind of missionary organization. Those are the reasons he's doing it, but that doesn't mean right. he's not cre- – he's creating it so people have freedom to do things that they want. But, yeah, that he has freedom is to spread up. the word of Christ Jesus or the fr- fr- uh, to get out of the – get out of Dodge or whatever. Let's continue with Dennis listening in New Hampshire. Dennis, you're on Free Talk Live in the Amp Lines. Hello there. Hey, guys. So I've got some great news. It looks like New Hampshire has officially completely rejected Obamacare. Wow. What does that mean? So, so they passed two bills, and both of them have become law. This is law. This is done. This is a done deal. Apparently, uh, the, the the state is giving back all of the federal money that we got to implement Obamacare, which is pretty big for every state, you know. Hmm. Any giving state back giving back, uh, you know, six digits or whatever it is. Is there a news story about this that's been written up? Uh, there's there's some news about it. I can maybe post it on the uh, on the website. Yeah, I, well, I'd be interested in in seeing that. Maybe putting over at freekeen.com. I've that got a press like release kind of thing. I wouldn't call it a news story. Well, if if y'all want to send one of those over to me, that way at least I can sure. something I can link to uh, that people can see that because right. that sounds like pretty big news, Dennis. I mean, a it, state government like giving back news. giving back money to the federal government. Yeah, yeah, 
And then also, um, they passed a law that says that no uh, resident of the state of New Hampshire uh, shall be required to obtain a policy for individual insurance coverage. And, um, yeah, so that, you know, our, our laws say that you can't make us. Hmm. And so it's not so much like, well, we're joining a lawsuit and we're asking you not to make us a thing. No. Right. No, you cannot make us. It's wow. Constitutional. So this went through it. both the Senate and the House and was signed by the governor. It was not signed by the governor, but he doesn't have to sign to make something law. Nope. What he did is he allowed this to pass the law because he did not want to have the embarrassment of vetoing it and then having that get overridden. Now, that's that's a uh, that's a little different from most places, right? Doesn't, doesn't the governor know, normally in most states have to actually sign or veto something, or am I mistaken? I don't believe so. And if you look at there's like a, a big uh, decision tree of how a bill becomes a law in the state of New Hampshire, the one and only place where the default is – it proceeds. Like every, every single where else, the default is bill dies unless it's actively passed. The only place where that doesn't happen is when it's passed the House and Senate and it's sitting on the governor's desk. If it sits there for, I forget what it is, a week, uh, then it becomes a law whether he wants it or, or not. He has to either sign it or veto it or it becomes law without him. Um, and this, in this case, but, uh, the the legislator, you know, it's it is law that the state will return sixty six thousand dollars in Obamacare funds. No, no. Six hundred and sixty six. I'm sorry, did I six hundred sixty six? Yeah, six hundred sixty six thousand dollars in Obamacare funds to the federal government with instructions to use those dollars for debt reduction. And so this is has the added little bonus of the state scolding the federal government. Oh, interesting. I'll come back with more if you've got it, uh, Dennis. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You know, some people are making a big deal about six hundred sixty six thousand. I heard the actual number was uh, 616. More coming up here. 800-259-9231. You take control. Bring up what you want. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you this evening is Ian. And Mark. And uh, website features, by the way, include listening options. We've got broadband and dial-up streams available to you around the clock. The latest episode of Free Talk Live is airing there at listen.freetalklive.com. But that's not all. We've also got radio stations, over 108 of them, carrying the show at various times throughout the week. Satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio and a free-to-air KU band uh, satellite channel, as well as the webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way. Plenty of ways to get Free Talk Live in your ears, and all of them are free for you. Go to listen.freetalklive.com talklive.com and usually when the music comes back it means there are bad uh, technical difficulties but hopefully since the music is gone we are not having technical difficulties (laughs) so uh, with that in mind go ahead mark do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections be it a hospital doctor's office bank utility sacral cai does collections early out billing and they purchase charged off receivables Their employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. It's SACL CAI. Need some help with accounts receivable? You can check out their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. 
We're going to go back to Dennis uh, calling from New Hampshire. He is part of the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance at nhliberty.org. It's an organization of liberty-oriented people getting involved in the political system and, and really making an impact. Uh, it's something that uh, it's been around now for several years, and I'm a life, uh, lifetime supporter uh, of the uh, of the organization, and I'm, I'm proud to do so because I think that it's nice to have a political organization actually doing something of uh, significance, actually making a dent uh, in politics, whereas when I worked with the Libertarian Party for so many years, it seemed like we were getting nowhere fast. Uh, Dennis, it seems like things are kind of on the increase as far as how much liberty-oriented stuff is going through. Do you say that's an accurate assessment? Oh, it's no doubt, and it's completely because a bunch of, you know, it's partially well, for a lot of reasons, but a lot of it is because a lot of free staters got elected to the New Hampshire legislature in the last session and started making an enormous number of things happen, way disproportionate to their numbers because of the fact that they were well-trained, that they have, a, that they have an organization. Um, in fact, one of, the, um, one of the folks who a couple of years ago was not nominated as the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance Activist of the Year, a guy named Keith, who I know is also a Free Talk Live uh, supporter, mm-hmm. uh, he typed up a really great post of kind of where we are right now with all the legislative victories, and he put that up on, uh, on my site, Free State Blogs. So there, there's a whole bunch of stuff to go on. But um, as far as getting out of Obamacare, there's some more stuff there. And one of the things I love about what's happened here is the way that this law is written, and it says that you know, no citizen shall be required to, to purchase health care. It opens it up for some great civil disobedience opportunities. If someone wants to take something to court, this could really be interesting. Meaning that when this Obamacare thing comes, because it has been passed, right? I mean, they're moving forward with it, right? The Obamacare thing? Federal legislation? I got no idea. Well, I mean, I feel like we talked about it in the past. I mean, it hasn't been frozen by a court or anything like no, that. No, I, I think it's it's moving. For, the federal government's moving forward within a slow, ponderous, incompetent way. Right. So, but what you're saying is, Dennis, that uh, basically the people doing civil disobedience on this might be able to to count on having the state government take their side. I am assuming. I mean, some of the folks I've talked to in, in the legislature are expecting, are hoping that that's exactly what happens. That people are willing to say, "No, I'm not going to have the health care." And you can't make me. And what they can now do is they can point to this New Hampshire law that says you have you state of New Hampshire people have to protect me from the feds. You know something I hear over and over again from uh, from our mutual friend Mark Stevens about and, and, and from you as well about uh, the government having you know no uh, requirement to protect you. That's actually not true in the state of New Hampshire. Technically, um, the New Hampshire Constitution states very very clearly that there is an obligation to protect the citizens. It, it, it says, in fact, that um, you know that you surrender up some of your natural rights to gain the protection of others, and without such equivalent, the surrender is void. So it says in the Constitution, meaning, you know, if they're not protecting you, the deal is off. It, it, it's kind of a contract, and, and they have to up, uh, uphold it. So, Of course, it's not really a contract because we didn't sign it, but all that said, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's but an the, interesting the, the point, Dennis. You've got a fairly solid a very solid legal basis here with a statute that's recently recently passed saying they can't make you do it with a constitution that says they have to protect you so you I wonder what that would I wonder what happened if you bring that up at a at a court trial well, hey uh, I don't feel like I'm being protected here with you guys trying to put me in a cage because uh, I tried to protect a lady from being uh, t- kidnapped by your agents and stood in front of one of your police cars because I'm going to court case that you're going to be yeah, I'm going to court for this uh, at the end of this month well if you you know 
it's, it's a lot easier if you've got a statute that specifically says that you're not required to do something. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Recently passed statute, you're not digging into something from the 1800s or whatever, and you're not making some argument for morality. If you're taking a legal thing like, look, this law says blah, and now you need to protect me from people who are saying I have to do blah. And, of course, my hope, my hope would be that someone that uh, pursues this path would get some professional legal help. And, you know, I know there's all kinds of ways of doing activism, but the way I look at it, if you're playing chess against a chess master, someone who professionally plays chess, and you're just kind of winging it, you're going to get crushed. I highly and disagree I on that point. Uh, if you look at what happened with Pete and Adamo from LibertyOnTour.com, they were found not guilty uh, of uh, some pretty serious charges. I mean, felony wiretapping charges down in Mississippi. Now, they did have lawyers that they could consult with, uh, but they themselves actually operated the trial. They asked the questions. They made the opening and closing statements. And because they did that, Dennis, they were actually able to do things that a lawyer would be disbarred for. They were able to mention, for instance, that they were facing two years in a prison cell on one of those charges. And later on, when they interviewed the juror afterwards, he made he made the statement, and I'm paraphrasing, essentially that the fact that he knew how long they would spend in jail weighed into his decision to stand firm. And he stood firm because he was in the minority of the people voting uh, you know, in the jury. He was at first one of two people who was voting not guilty versus four who were voting guilty because it was a six-person jury. And he stood firm and said, well, we can just sit here all day because I'm not changing my vote. And he kind of made some more points to the, to the other jurors, and they ended up switching over and taking his side. And that was really because they were able to do things that any other lawyer would have been scared S-less to do because he wouldn't want to lose his bar license. Suffice to say, everything is lined up here. It was not a small thing to get to this point. Nope, no doubt. Where, so my, my hope is that one or more or many activists will go forward with this and, well, uh, I'm not paying for Obamacare. So, constitutional crisis as a result. Now we need to now let's take this to the next level, Dennis, and make it so that uh, New Hampshire uh, residents don't have to pay income tax either. Well, you know, I think one step at a time. Well, wouldn't that make sense? You know, I mean, that would make sense as a good next step because isn't the IRS going to be the enforcement that's arm? That's what I was thinking uh, of this uh, Obamacare thing. It will be part of someone's uh, tax return, and if you aren't filling out the whole tax return honestly and correctly, then you you might be facing some pretty severe penalties. We got to here because a certain number of people of a certain mindset got elected to get to where you'd like to go. I think, I think that the most straightforward way is to get a few more people of that same mindset elected. Agreed. I think, do it. I think you're right about that. I think that uh, it's been, I think it's been proven now that the, uh, the political system here is, a, is still a viable method for uh, achieving change. I don't know if that's true in most places, like California, where you come from, Dennis. I mean, this is, would have been an impossibility. It, those people make $140,000 a year in their legislature, more than that maybe. Uh, and the folks in New Hampshire make what, 200 100 dollars. Uh, 100 bucks a year before income tax, yeah. Yeah, $100 compared to something like $140,000, $200,000 or whatever they get paid out in California. I mean, the, the, the difference between there and here is like, it's got to be night and day. Oh, it, it totally is. You know, there's there's nothing quite like having your state representative also be working on your deck outside, so you can you know yell out your window, and go, "Hey, Joel, you know you missed a spot." You know, that's that's your state rep here in New Hampshire. Very good, Dennis. Thanks for sharing that tonight. It's big news, and uh, yep. I appreciate uh, your call. Thanks for the call at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. And I'd like everybody listening to step down. Just ask yourself again. 
you know, what's your state doing for liberty for you? Well, the state destroys liberty, typically. In this case, it looks like the state reps have, uh, you know, stopped the federal government's uh, tyranny. Isn't less, isn't less tyranny more liberty? Oh, I agree with you. I, I, I think so. 800-259-9231. There's still a lot of work to be done, though. Oh, uh, yeah. This is the, <laughs> I'm with you. Just the beginning. More coming up here. And if you want to help us, go to freestateproject.org. Learn more about that. We'll tell you more, uh, more. coming up. Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You may dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231 and bring up what you like. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features there for free if you like the show and you appreciate the fact the website is free, then you can support us by shopping with us over at Amazon. Now, what you do is you go to shop.freetalklive.com. You'll see some links to Amazon there. You click into the appropriate link for where you live, and then buy whatever it is you're looking for. It's Amazon. Great prices, free Super Saver shipping deals on a whole lot of their products. Huge selection. Same old Amazon you're used to. You're just entering through our affiliate link. So Free Talk Live gets a portion of your purchase. So start your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. As we continue with you and your thoughts, let's go to Dale in Kentucky. Dale, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Dale. I've been, hey. been listening for about a year and uh, first tone caller. Welcome, I, uh, sir. Go ahead with your thoughts. Glad to, glad to be on the air with the guys that I dub Ian, the Avenger of Freedom, and Mark, the Spark of Liberty. And, I think Mark and, uh, would prefer to be the Avenger. He loves the Captain America. Wait, well, that's I guess what I was going to say. I thought about that. He's a Captain America fan. I don't want to yeah. confuse those. But what it does lead me to is uh, I'm very envious of some of the, especially the civil disobedience that you guys going up, got going up there. And I always love the uh, slogan, live free or die. And we try to do that kind of thing here in Kentucky. And what made me think about calling in tonight is I think the other night, I believe it was Mark and Stephanie were hosting. Mm-hmm. Is that the Sunday night show? Sunday maybe? night show, yep. And uh, and I remember Stephanie was talking about it sounded like, I don't want to put words in her mouth, but it sounded like she really doesn't get involved in the whole elections process at all. So it was ironic that you had your guest on who was very involved in that part of New Hampshire politics, because I was going to ask you two, if I'm not being too too nosy in a libertine manner here, uh, what are your personal opinions on? Do you all get excited about elections up there in your state, or do you just kind of write them off, or how do you all approach those? I am not excited by elections really at all. I mean, I like the fact that there are liberty-oriented people running. I will support those people. I will vote for those uh, people. But I'm not like, yeah, it's time for an election. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you know, I I, I, I toss money at uh, the campaigns of, uh, you know, I can't do it at all of them. No, there's no way. I, I just don't have that kind right. of money. But I do like to give a, at least a token amount to be able to say that I supported this candidate, that candidate, because, you know, just a little bit means something to these uh, these people. But yeah, well, plus it know. doesn't take a whole lot to win in New Hampshire either. It doesn't take a boatload of money to win an election. That here. much is true. Um, so, I mean, I, I, when, I, when it comes to elections here in New Hampshire, I 
I, I make sure that I vote for all the people that I can vote for in the, the state of New Hampshire. Once you get beyond the state of New Hampshire, I really don't care. So when you're talking about the, you know, who are we electing for the House of Representatives, this, uh, this, the, the, this giant douche or that giant douche, it doesn't matter to me. Um, you know, they're just, you know, they, if, if they're, the people that we're sending to the, the, the sinking ship that is Washington, D.C., well, if right. they want to go, then they could. Uh, I'll be sure to send them with a life uh, preserver. No, I tend to concur with that. We we've almost given up here in the in the Commonwealth on those people who are up in D.C. the District of Criminals, and and we kind of do focus more on the state races. And we do that. We have a state group called Take Back Kentucky, where for years now we've even had a regular attendee who used to just be known as the Eye Doctor from Bowling Green before you all knew him as Senator Rand Paul. Right. And uh, I mean, you know, that's the kind of people we're like around here. We're, we're very liberty minded, but gosh, when I hear about your legislators getting paid such a a small pittance compared to the people who double dip and retire on the government down here it just makes me sick it, it's a whole different world up here I mean, if you've been burned out on politics before and i have i was pretty burned out when i made the move up here and i was like oh yeah politics in new hampshire pfft. but now <laughs> i can see that there actually is a dent uh being made a it's big a dent, dent. Uh, but it is a, it is something that is not happening anywhere else. No, no other state government is being dented in any way, shape, or form, and they are actually doing it here. And so, like I said, I'm glad to support the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance because they get out there and they do that crap that I couldn't handle. I'd I'd, I'd commit suicide before having to actually read these uh, these p- political legislations, this legalese. It's I've uh, volunteered with uh, you know their little law reading group um, and you know help them read the laws. It's, it makes me want uh, to claw my fun. eyes out. I mean, it's that it's that horrible. Reading laws isn't much fun, but I'll, I'll admit that these laws are mostly written by citizen legislators. True, so they're not all lawyers that are writing. It's them. not quite as I, I think it might not be quite as bad. Well, I know the legislature here is kind of a microcosm of D.C. and that they they can't read their own bills. We know that, and I I do <laughs> I, 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 I concur with you when you say you don't really want to read the bills yourself. I think you'd rather cut your wrist and bleed in a cup. It'd be less harmful. And uh, that's that's kind of way we look at it, but we we try to do a lot of stuff down here. Like they used to have these ridiculous laws for vehicle exhaust testing, and we lobbied and lobbied till that crap got thrown out. And and we've done our best to try to get industrial hemp into the state, even though we got a neocon running for governor who doesn't want to have anything to do with that because he he said himself that he might run for governor in a couple of years. He said two years back, so he doesn't want any issues that are controversial. So that's kind of the crap we're dealing with down here. Yeah, yeah. So uh, are you leaving? Are you coming to New Hampshire? Are you joining the free What's state? What's it going to take to convince you? I wish I could. My significant other and I, we're kind of involved here. She's a, she's a teacher in the uh, government indoctrination camps. We call it public schools here. So she's doing, she's doing pretty well there. And I, I personally would never want to take a penny from the government. I do a lot of IT work here. But if I had to leave Kentucky, it would be, it'd be straight up there for the live for your diet state. I, uh, I love you all show, and I'm thinking about becoming an AMP supporter. So Very good, keep sir. Good luck, and death to the new order. Thank you. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. You know, that's the the only thing we can do with uh, guys like that is to make New Hampshire so very appealing they just don't can't can't come up with another reason you know well, you know the significant other is a big time it uh, is crutch for people out it, there well it's, it's, i wouldn't call it a crutch it's, it's a tough. it's a it's a difficult hurdle to uh, get over i mean you know what <laughs> the person you love doesn't want to leave right. you're in a, a tough, tough you love place. them or you don't you know yeah so 1-800-259-9231 of course you can reverse it on them if you want to and then you know you might be considered a jerk for doing this but uh, well if you love me you'd come with me to new hampshire hey yeah <laughs> i don't know how well that's gonna go for you <laughs> yeah 
Not every time. It's essentially what happened with my wife and I. I didn't make that kind of statement or anything like right. that. But, you know, it was a foregone conclusion. I'm going to New Hampshire. You may follow. Right. I would like you to. I yep. really would. <laughs> so, 800-259-9231. Ty is with us in Tennessee. Ty, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, Ian and Mark. How are you guys doing tonight? Hey, Ty. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit back about the uh, e-readers a little bit. Um guys has had a good discussion last night i just listened to the podcast today about that yeah the ebooks and, uh, uh digital books yeah i wanted to bring up uh, i i prefer the nook i think that amazon needs to get away from their uh proprietary format the azw file file format uh the the barnes and noble nook it will it Books you get from Barnes and Noble are DRM in their format, but it will read EPUB and PDFs, hmm. and you can you can uh, sync your uh, PDFs and EPUBs that you download on the internet directly to it. You don't have to go through Barnes and Noble to do it. And you're saying no, you can't do that with the Amazon uh, um, the Amazon whatever it's called Kindle Kindle. Well. The only thing it'll read is AZW, as far as I know. Wow, so you can't that's, put a PDF that on is there. An Amazon, hmm. That's only Amazon books. Yeah, I hate I hate it when companies have these proprietary formats, um, and you know, it's, it's dumb. It just it, it's it's it, it doesn't makes seem their like device they... less useful. I mean, really, exactly. you look at you look at Amazon. I think, I think it'll eventually it'll either eventually kill the Kindle, and the Nook will will uh, surpass it, or hopefully Amazon will open their standard and and allow EPUB format onto the uh, the Kindle. Uh, so, you know, if, if they don't, I think it's going to eventually kill the Kindle mm-hmm. because you need to be, you need to have an open format. You know, you need to have an open format available for the for that. And also the other good thing is if you don't go through their system, they're, you know, like you, I have an online library with the Nook, but that's for the content that I get that I buy directly from Barnes & Noble. They can't and won't touch anything that I personally put on there, and I can download those files locally and keep them and sync them to the notebook too. So, point wait, point of clarification: you're saying you can download the the stuff you buy through the Barnes and Noble store on the Nook. You can download them away from the Nook, so they can't get their hands on it. That's correct, and then you can because we were hold on just to clarify for our listeners. It was last night that we were uh, we were told that some of these. Systems like the Amazon uh, Kindle. Apparently, there was a big controversy when they pulled Fahrenheit 451 out of people's. It was 1984. Uh, excuse me, yeah, uh, 1984. They pulled a book out of people's Kindles after they'd bought it because of some sort of copyright dispute. And it was pretty upsetting to folks like, well, hey, I already paid for this. You can just yank it back afterwards. And you're saying that there's yeah, a way with the Nook to actually transfer a file off of the Nook, so that can't happen to. Uh, not to exactly, it. and not just that. Not not. That the problem you described also indicates that you don't really own that content. You know, mm-hmm. if if they can take it away, you don't own it. Right, you're so just borrowing I, that's it. That's another reason I I prefer an open standard like the, the EPUB, where you can just download and, and sync it to it anytime you want. Good information, Ty. It's Thanks great, for the info great tonight. For liberty content. I appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Plus, is the Nook using? I thought the Nook might be using the Android system. At least I, I feel like I've seen someone crack into it. I wouldn't put Android know. on there. More coming up. You can take control. Free Talk Live. 
The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You may take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. You get to control the content of the site if you'd like. You can go and you can vote on things like the different items you see there. They've been submitted by listeners like you. News items, uh, YouTube video, blog posts, whatever. Whatever somebody finds interesting or whatever you think is interesting, you can submit things too to the website. And then the most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the site, meaning we're more likely to see it and talk about it on the air and other people are more likely to see it as well. So go to freetalklive.com and get interactive. Now we're going to go back into a story that we started in the first hour of the show and then we'll continue taking your phone calls. To bring you up to speed, in case you weren't tuned in at that time, we've been talking about Lamb and Link's Gade. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but they are the formerly known as Prussian Blue, uh, which is a a band of, at the time, two very young ladies, like maybe 11 or 12 uh, years old. I'm not sure at what age they started Prussian Blue, but it was pretty early on uh, in their life. And it was at the, you know, the encouragement of some white Nazi nationalist type uh, in their mom, who is also a white nationalist, a white separatist. Uh, these folks were very, very just horrible towards people of differing belief systems and other uh, races. Uh, the, the lyrics were just steeped in hatred. And of course, chances they, are good the 11 year olds weren't writing them. I would say you're probably right about that. Uh, I don't. I can't say for sure that they didn't contribute to some of the songs and and the writings. I couldn't either. They were fairly heavily indoctrinated uh, with the ideas of hatred uh, and racism towards others, and that's what their music was all about. They made a big splash uh, in the media in kind of a not so uh, positive manner in the aughts. The uh, media does love love itself a good uh, bigot, and turns out they've grown up. Now they're nineteen, and they're twins. By the way, I don't know if I mentioned that. Sisters, twins, uh, they Lamb and Link's Gade, they have turned into essentially hippie chicks, uh, open-minded, uh, peaceful hippie chicks, no longer calling for the extermination of uh, of anybody. And it's a it's a great story about change and how it's 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 even possible in a world where somebody has been completely closed off from the outside world, very very cloistered lifestyle, uh, shut off and indoctrinated heavily, and still. They can find truth. It's, uh, I think, an, it's a wonderful story of uh, dynamic characters, and it's great to see these young ladies come to uh, some more positive ideas. So we're going to continue this piece from thedaily.com. And the guy writing this, Aaron Gell, uh, is the director of the executive director of the New York Observer. He's somebody who wrote an article about these girls uh, many years ago, for about five. Keep years, an eye on them. About five years ago, so he's doing good journalism. He's following up, and this is a, it's a great follow up story. So they're talking about how the stress of uh, 
being the Nazi pop twins and all the horrible things that you know were brought upon them. Obviously, there were a lot of people that hated them because they hated people, which certainly isn't the right way to solve that problem. No, but uh, bad solution. In addition, they were young teen girls playing at Nazi events, and inevitably, some really intense characters and some scary dudes uh, were kind of hanging around them. <laughs> well, they, and had becoming the, fans. they had everything the Backstreet Boys had, except that their throng of, uh, you know, uh, horny 14-year-old girls was, in fact, a throng of horny, uh, angry. skinhead, angry 19-year-old guys. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, a Probably lot. Probably older, too. Like chains and guns and stuff like that. Yeah. But, you know, this what you were saying there about, uh, you know, hate not being the solution reminded me of the story of the guy that was the uh, the skinhead uh, from L.A. or something like that, burned down this preacher's church, uh, if you uh-huh. remember the story. And then the, uh, the, the, you know, the preacher somehow, I, I think it met him in prison or something like that. And he forgot. Forgave him. You forgave him, turned him around with love, and then the guy turned into a preacher for the preacher or something like that. Now, and hey, was, Mark, is that uh, that kind of forgiveness? Is that – did he ask – I don't think he asked for forgiveness, did he? Because you normally jump on me when I talk about forgiving people if they didn't ask for it. I don't Do know whether he asked, asked for, for that forgiveness? forgiveness or not. I don't think he did. I think that that preacher just forgave him anyway. Yeah. I wonder how he felt about it initially. I don't know. But anyway, that guy that was forgiven, the, the – he – what hate Phil bigot turned into a preacher and uh, and came like actually became a preacher preacher for that man's black church essentially uh, uh, yes yeah as so, I recall the story I'm sure there's a bit more to it but uh, yes that's how I recall the story I forget the guy's name though Johnny Lee something or I, other it's a, one of those three name guys couldn't be too difficult to <laughs> uh, to uh, search that story on the internet in yeah, some way or another. no doubt about it so uh, back to the story here about Lamb and Lynx and how it is that some of their stress may have manifested in some pretty severe health problems, uh, including for Lynx, uh, cancer, which was found during her freshman year of high school, tumor removed from her shoulder, uh, a rare condition called CVS, cyclic vomiting syndrome. Lamb, her sister, has struggled as well. She suffers from scoliosis and chronic back pain, as well as a lack of appetite and intense emotional stress. During several of our conversations, she burst into tears as she agonized about how to balance her love for her mother with her desire to let the world know that the girls have moved on. It's got to be very difficult, you know. Because mom really, is a racist. Yeah, she's really caught in this situation, um, you know, and I, I, I feel bad for these girls and their their medical conditions. We all have our crosses to bear, and as it were. And, um, you know, I mean, it's got to be very difficult for her. Approximately a year ago... Lamb and Link stumbled onto a new treatment that they say has done wonders for many of these ailments. Links told me, I have to say, marijuana saved my life. Oh, no. <laughs> I would probably be dead if I didn't have it. See, she discovered pot while recovering from her cancer treatments. She'd been prescribed morphine and OxyContin, which is a painkiller medication, uh, which she quit cold turkey. One day, she was having a bout of nausea, and her friend offered her a toke. She was reluctant at first. The girl's biological father had been a druggie when they were young, according to Lynx. But the drug worked wonders, and soon Lynx became one of the first five minors to get a medical marijuana card in Montana. Mm. And now Lamb has one as well. Pot has also helped the twins rekindle the creative impulses they once channeled into their music. They've both taken up painting, astrological themes mostly, and Lynx restores furniture. They hope to enroll in college and intend to dedicate themselves to making medical marijuana legal in all 50 states. 
Meanwhile, they'll keep growing up. Impressive as their transformation has been, for instance, their views on World War II still bear traces of the Holocaust denial ideology they were taught as children. For instance, when asked whether the Holocaust happened, Links replied, I think certain things happened. I think a lot of the stories got misconstrued. I mean, yeah, Hitler wasn't the best, but Stalin wasn't, Churchill wasn't. I disagree with everybody at that time. Oh, I, I, would, I would agree that, uh, I mean, basically World War II, if it wasn't for the Allies being in it, would have the the battle between Stalin and Hitler was the largest war in history besides World War World War Two, and you're, it's a war between bad guys. Yeah, uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, there's atrocities on both sides. It, it's terrible stuff. And you know, to, to say that uh, Winston Churchill wasn't a warmonger is to not look at what Winston Churchill was in his life. He's got he's a guy with a bunch of great quotes. He's kind of like Reagan. No, I agree with you, Mark. I think that uh, that particular passage shows kind of the skew of the particular author of this this story. Um, so it's, I, th- I think it's good that she sees all sides as being bad in that particular conflict. War sucks. Anyway, we continue. Lamb concurred. I think everybody just needs to freaking get over it, she said. That's what I think. Indeed, they'd both rather talk about ways to help the world in the present than rehash you what know, seems to both of them like ancient history. I think a lot of people uh, a lot of people can get annoyed by the uh, the idea of talking about uh, the Holocaust and stuff like that because it doesn't affect them on a, on a day-to-day basis. But one of the things that I think is really great about the, the Holocaust movement, as it were, is their big thing is never again. Mm-hmm. The Jews experienced a lot of pogroms. They're certainly not the only people in, in history to, to, uh, to see genocide, but they faced a lot of them. And they say, never again. We're going to educate people, and this is never going to happen again. Same thing with Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Uh, well, I mean, are, is there a lot of education going around about that? I don't feel like there is. Not enough. I don't think Not that enough. there's anywhere near enough education going on because to educate people about the horrors of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, you would have to say the United States did something bad. Mm-hmm. And most people won't jump up and say that. Most people are happy to it was say— bad. It was very bad. —are happy to say that the people on 9-11, the, uh, the terrorists uh, on 9-11, were doing something horrible. But to me, what seems like— uh, you know, just another civilian attack in both cases, the dropping of the bombs in Hiroshima and Nagasaki, they, they don't seem much different to me. Lamb and Lynx have been exposed to enough negative energy to last a lifetime, and they've had enough. Lamb said, we just want to come from a place of love and light. I think we're meant to do something more. We're healers. We just want to exert the most love and positivity we can. Great stuff. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You already know that you can support Free Talk Live and the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund by starting your Amazon or Newegg shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. But did you know that you can also spend bitcoins at Amazon or Newegg? That's right. Start your Amazon or Newegg shopping at spendbitcoins.com, and you can buy just about anything with bitcoins. So if you're using fiat currency, start all your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. But when you want to spend bitcoins, start all your bitcoin shopping at spendbitcoins.com. That's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And those features include news updates. You can get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something that you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com. 
That's where you can get signed up via email, Twitter, Facebook, whichever way works best for you. And they're all free, of course. News.freetalklive.com. The Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle is an affordable, versatile, and reliable rifle. It'll deliver 10 rounds of 308 Winchester performance in a variety of situations. It's compact, lightweight, and accommodates a host of optics. It's a serious rifle for those serious about rifles. The perfect do-it-all bolt-action rifle where rugged, reliable Ruger meets the practical tactical. The Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle. The one rifle you have to have if you can have only one. You can go see it at Ruger.com and uh, pick it up at your local gun dealer. 800-259-9231. Before we continue with your calls, Mark, you uh, expressed to me during the break that there was something you wanted to clarify. Right. Well, I, you know, we had, I'd, I'd said that I'd drawn a parallel between the 9-11 attacks and the dropping of uh, Big Boy and Little Man on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And I know that that upsets a lot of people. But I think that these parallels exist the United States government is a government and Al-Qaeda isn't a government, but it's an organization that uses force to get what, it's want, what okay. it wants. So essentially what it is is a proposed government. It is an organization that would be government if, if it were could. allowed to. Yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, a government is essentially the, uh, the, the largest group willing to use force in a given land mass area. Al-Qaeda is not the largest one, but I don't see that there's much difference. What Al-Qaeda did on 9-11 was attack civilians in order to uh, you know, get a set of goals reached. If you'll take mm-hmm. a look at what their set of goals was, instead of just listening to what you know, Rush Limbaugh or uh, you know, whatever the liberal guy is out there, whomever, and if you actually look, what they say their proposed goals is, is to get the United States out of the Middle East out of the holy places um, to get the, you know, to and something about Israel and all that stuff. They, they're, they're upset the United States is in the Middle East. They're upset the United States is supporting Israel. Uh, frankly, I, I understand where they're coming from. Um, the, and they were willing to hurt civilians in order to get attention. What did the United States do by dropping bombs on Nagasaki and Hiroshima? I mean, you don't have to be a history scholar to know that Almost everybody, everybody but the most hard line, uh, sort of hard line right wing uh, history person would say that those bombs were dropped. I mean, this is what the the, the people in government said at the time. Those bombs were dropped on civilian targets to demoralize Mm -hmm. the Japanese people. Well, what do you think they flew those planes into nine um, into the towers on nine eleven for? Terror is terror is terror. I see where terror you're terror is from. terror, um, and that's what that's what was done. And so you know, people are going to be upset. I know I'm going to get emails on this. Everybody, you know, when Osama bin Laden was killed, the fact that uh, you know we we had we we said that it was an assassination, we got all kinds of trouble. You know, all we try to do here is to look at situations in a critical fashion. If you're willing to look at situations in a critical fashion, I'm willing to, you know, I'm willing to talk to you. Talk me out of this one. I don't want to believe the United States government, um, you know, is on level, on par with Al Qaeda, but I tend to. Anybody who looks at, hold on a second. They're not just on par. Anybody who looks at the government from a critical perspective, an honest critical perspective, has to come to conclusion that they're not just on par with Al Qaeda. As you said, Al Qaeda just wants to be government. Well, government yeah, actually successful. does. Right. Government uses far more force on a far more regular basis against far more people than the people calling themselves government do this far more than the people who call themselves Al Qaeda. Well, there's one more saving grace for Al Qaeda here because in the United States, we propose to be a government of the people. So if that's a true statement, and I don't believe it for a second, but if that were a true statement, statement, then Al-Qaeda attacked 
largely the American government because it killed American citizens who are we the people who are the government. Whereas in Nagasaki, it, the Japan was an emperorship. Mm-hmm. They so don't believe they're the government. They didn't drop the bombs on the emperor. Mm-hmm. They attacked subjects of the emperor. Oof. People that would not. Now you're really digging claim. deep, Mark. I'm, well, I'm just saying. I mean, that's the one difference. I don't believe any yeah. of this stuff. I don't believe that citizens of the United States actually have that much control over their government. Sure. If they did, they it would look entirely different. But I'm just saying. I, I see where you're coming from. 800-259-9231 to the phones and your thoughts. Uh, let's talk to Vince listening in Indy to WXNT. Hello, Vince. Vince in Indianapolis going once. Vince in Indianapolis going twice. Let's try instead Captain Ned calling from Florida. Captain Ned, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Mark and Ian. How you doing tonight? Hey there. What's on your mind, Captain Ned? Hey, first of all, I'll get that sea lion guy, but uh, first I'd like to congratulate Pete and the Demo for that uh, stunning victory of theirs. Yeah, people can go to freekeen.com to get some of the news reports on Pete and Demo winning like you said, just a stunning victory with a jury deciding they are not guilty of wiretapping and resisting arrest for recording the police and recording jail guards uh, on public property in a you know public way uh, down in Greenfield, Massachusetts. It was an it's a, it's a historic week uh, for the liberty movement, and and uh, yesterday was a historic day. Something that is just it's unsurpassed thus far, and I hope it's the beginning of many many good things to come. Well, I'll tell you what, those guys had some real, you know, what's, and that jury nullification, that hybrid defense, using an attorney, but going in on your own, I agree with you. Very few attorneys are confident enough in an open courtroom to, to say anything that's legal, you know? Mm. You, you just won't see that. But anyway, uh, that, that was an interesting call from the sea lion guy. I just want to say I, I share Mark's uh, uh, enthusiasm for that lifestyle. The sea lion guy is a guy that called last hour to promote. It seemed like a bit of a plug call, uh, but right. uh, still was interesting uh, because he was promoting this idea of kind of living out on a big raft in the on the. Well, ocean. it's actually catamaran, which um, I'm sure Captain Ned will tell us is the most stable platform for a uh, uh, for a, a sail driven vessel. Well, they're fairly stable, but you do see that big mast uh, swing underneath. Uh, Underneath the sea every once in a while. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah. not, nothing's unsinkable. That much is true. But, but he had a kind of cavalier attitude about hurricanes, and I would venture he's <laughs> never been on one in land, let alone on water, because you, uh, you approach one like that, it's probably the last mistake you'll make on a, on a boat. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> I, my advice is if you're on uh, the largest, uh, most uh, seaworthy vessel in, in that you can possibly be on is travel on a perpendicular course to that uh, hurricane as fast as you can. Hey, thanks, yeah, uh, Captain Ned, for the call. As always, appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Tony, listening in Huntsville to WBHP. Tony, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey guys, good evening. Uh, I have two things. I um, I want to run a compromise by you in just a sec. But first, um, I believe that you know when we made the decision to drop the bombs on Nagasaki. And Wait a minute, you made you you, you were there. there you I made a decision? decision. I said when when we as the United States. Uh, oh well, I'm not involved in that. But uh, okay, go ahead. Right, 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 right. Um, good point. Um, yeah. But anyway. Um, you know, we had already decimated uh, their air force, and we had already uh, strategically taken out um, all 
viable military targets on the Japanese mainland. No doubt. They had been decimated. I'll tell you what. Hang with us. We'll bring you back. You can finish your thoughts. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. It was really because of the uh, the emperor not completely kowtowing, right? Uh, as I understand, they, it was, uh, you know, they had tried to surrender, and they were just waiting for... Uh, you we'll know. let Tony tell us in a moment. More coming up. Free Talk Live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. You can enjoy our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy it for free. We've got a mobile site there. Go to m.freetalklive.com. Quick access to our live streams and podcasts right there at m, as in mobile.freetalklive.com. You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know that a new currency will at some point take over. Wouldn't you like to be on the ground floor of that currency? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world, and their value seems to only be increasing. Find out more by going to weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins are trending upward. Visit weusecoins.org. Okay, so 1-800-259-9231 is the number here. We're going to continue with uh, Tony listening to Huntsville's WBHP. Tony, you were talking about uh, World War II with us, uh, the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and you had just gotten into what you, were ha- what you had to say. So please do continue. Thank you. Um, you know, another thing I wanted to bring up, um, you know, um, we knew, you know, like you said, the um, the Japanese people were subjects, and, you know, they were willing to uh, fight to the death. I mean, there was not going to be any surrender or anything um, at that point. And, and to prove how stubborn the Japanese people and how proud that they were, that they were fighting actually for a just cause, is is the mere fact that we had to drop two bombs. The first one didn't do it. We had to drop the other one until they finally said, oh, oh well, okay, you, you know, maybe we better rethink this thing. You I, know, I, I, I mean, don't disagree with those statements. I have heard people, um, the, you know, the, I have heard talk and read about dissenters di- uh, in Japan to the uh, Japanese participation in World War II. I think it's interesting that the uh, the leadership in Japan was looking at uh, trying to uh, re- remember. They had tried to surrender through Russia uh, a couple of months before this. The United States wouldn't take their surrender because, we, uh, because they demanded a... a, a unconditional surrender the japanese wanted the condition that the emperor could remain the emperor and remain godlike and all that other stuff that's why they dropped the bombs and the united states government then uh, when they did finally surrender unconditionally let them have that condition so they kind of dropped the the bombs for nothing 
Well, the other condition was that they didn't want to disarm their entire military complex. As I understand it, there was only one condition, and that condition was that the emperor remained the emperor. Uh, you know, I mean, um, I, I, well, we can uh, always have these historical right. debates. There's no way that anybody me, can win it, but that's just what I've heard, read. Before I go, let me throw out a possible compromise. This is something I've been thinking about, and I wanted to bring it up as a possible topic and also get you uh, get your, uh, your opinion on this. How about if we trade um, the death penalty, we abolish the death penalty, and we abolish abortion? You know, I think that it's interesting what? people will draw parallels between these. You know, this is just sort of an imaginary political, uh, fantasy political You asked me game. one of these silly questions earlier, Mark. Yes, this is the... What the, was your silly question you asked me? Uh, I, I can't even remember. Was uh, <laughs> would, you take, uh, would you take universal health care if we got out of all wars? And you right. took universal health care. And I said yes, because I wouldn't go along with universal You wouldn't pay healthcare. it anyway. Right, because right, it doesn't define how I would behave. Well, personally, personally I'm, uh, I'm of this opinion. So wait, 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 hold I'm, on. Can you ask the question one more time, uh, Tony, just to clarify it? Yeah, okay. My question is that, well, actually, it's not really a question, but I do want to know what you guys think. I think a fair compromise, as far as America is concerned, is, is, is we trade, um, we abolish the death penalty, and we abolish abortion. And what um, do you mean when you say abolish abortion? Well, we, we overturn Roe versus Wade. And um, except you, okay, for cases, so let's let's be more specific in what you're saying then. Okay, what you're saying is you want to abolish the death penalty, which that statement makes sense because you're abolishing, uh, to, you know, you're removing the government's program of putting people to death. Uh, as an official policy, but to abolish abortion is essentially you saying we're going to prohibit abortion. And so you're asking for two completely different things. One is a change of policy with how the government handles prisoners, uh, convicts. The other is a prohibition on human behavior. And we know what happens, or at least you should know, what happens when you prohibit things. Um, well... It all comes down to how we as uh, Americans and how we as human, human beings, what value we put on all life, whether it's despicable life that could rape and torture little kids and be, get sent to death row, because as a society, we are saying that those people don't deserve to live anymore. They, you know, they gave up their right to live when they commit heinous, disgusting crimes. Assuming All the they're way guilty. down to the most innocent of life, which is uh, a fetus that has been created and that has no defense whatsoever for itself. So you've got two, both ends of the spectrum. Right. And so, Tony, I guess I got- the question I'm asking is, is... What value are we willing to put on all human life? So, Tony, uh, I'm I'm pro life, right? Like I believe that it is uh, homicide to to kill an unborn fetus, but I don't believe that work abolishing it, uh, you know, pro, try, attempting to prohibit it has worked in the past, and I don't think that it'll work in the future. I think what you'll end up doing is creating unsafe situations for uh, girls. You'll throw doctors in jail that could otherwise point, be helping helping people. Um, and and I think that what my concern is... Wait, 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 Tony. Well, Tony, I, I, I let you... Um, you talk about uh, it. I'm sorry. So my concern is, is A, I think that some guys on death row um, are guilty, and I certainly wouldn't want to trade the... the 
<laughs> the lives of uh, guilty men for uh, some guys are guilty. I wouldn't want to trade the lives of guilty men for g- girls that have gotten themselves in trouble and see the only solution as an abortion. Um, another thing that always concerns me about the abortion situation is besides the fact that it's sexist and it gives a woman the opportunity to make a decision as to whether or not she's going to have a child for four and a half months longer than it gives the guy to s- the opportunity to make that decision. I think that it also tends to be touted by people who don't have foster children. And I think that to really to really have a high moral stand in this particular issue, one needs to have taken some of those kids that might have otherwise been unwanted out of – I have the, three foster children. Then you have, are on high moral, moral ground, my friend. And also I want to ask you just a question, honest and, and be honest. If, if we execute somebody – um, lethal injection, hanging, firing squad, whatever. Is that murder? You know, what do you call that? I, is that it's a, is it's that continuing the or? cycle of violence because in many cases it, uh, you know, they get the wrong guy. No, 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 that, it's not murder. Violence, violence and murder are, are, and, and someone losing their life are, you know, can't be equated. No, murder murder is the uh, lawful taking of uh, murder is the unlawful taking of life and it would be lawful taking of life because the law says so. So it's not murder. It it's an execution. It is uh, you know, it is homicide. It is killing. It is all of those things. Killing. Uh, it it yeah, is a government exactly. it is a government killing its citizens. By the way, and violence doesn't solve violence. Uh, by the way, if you had the moral ground because of what Mark was saying earlier, you have the moral ground because you have foster kids, so therefore you can you can speak better on that well, issue. You lose the moral ground as soon as you advocate for prohibition because he then, didn't advocate for it. He asked us, okay. would we be willing to trade it?" And he he wants our opinion on I it. I see where you're so, coming from. So watch your 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 slings and arrows here, my I, friend. I see what you're saying. Uh, I, I don't know if I necessarily said he advocated it, but thanks for the correction. You said you lose it. Because you advocate. When do you for- advocate? I could have been talking about like, the third person, you. But anyway, oh god. Uh, but you did. You Are you advocating when, prohibiting abortions? Uh, well, I mean, we can parse words, but really, you know, what I'm getting at is how we um, value life. Yes. Now, uh, and and I guess my point was this: was you know, you know, at the end of the day, me personally, I would be okay. I would be, you know, because I'm for the death penalty. I'm I'm pro death penalty. Okay, I would be willing to give that up in order to make abortion illegal. I see what you're saying, and it's one of these silly. I wouldn't make that uh, that particular trade. Utopian. But Tony, I want to thank you for adopting those uh, three foster Thanks kids. Thanks for the call, Tony. I uh, don't thank a lot of people on air. I thank him all the time. 800-259-9231. Hey, gratitude. I thank Tony for what he is in the world. We're coming up, you could take control of the airwaves in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live. I've started playing a new online game. It's called Mine Things. It's a free online mining game. It's all in your browser. There's nothing to download. Your little mining robot guy can mine for you 24-7. You don't even need to be logged in. You compete with other players for resources in a capitalist economy. The virtually mined gold demonstrates the concept of sound money and is exchanged between players tax-free. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MineThings.com, use coupon code FTL, and double your mining speed. It's free. MineThings.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Enough time for you and your thoughts if you make the call right now to 1-800-259-9231. 
That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. Once again, freetalklive.com. And those features uh, include the promotional stuff. So if you want to get some flyers you can print out to help share the word about Free Talk Live, you can go to promote.freetalklive.com. Maybe you'd prefer to have a banner for your website. We've got those too, uh, various different types. Graphics, you can actually take high-resolution uh, vector graphics. You can take and make your own whatever you want out of it. Make your own Free Talk Live coffee mug if you want. Uh, it's all up to you over at promote.freetalklive.com. Briefly on the uh, you know, execution uh, topic that uh, Tony called in about, mm-hmm. I don't – I'm not against executions. I'm against executions for this one main reason. Government is made up of men and men are fallible. Fallible men make mistakes. Juries are notorious for appealing to authority. They just uh, they abdicate their authority and go along with what the government says. The government is in the form of the prosecution. I've seen it happen. There's a lot of innocent men on death row. You can uh, be this can be proven by going to Innocent Project, innocenceproject.com, I think it was what it is, whatever it is. Um, you can find out that there have been more than 200 two hundred men released. I don't mean their sentences were commuted to life or some other sentence. I mean they were released from prison for, uh, for, for because they were found to not be guilty since how many ni- of them died since though? the 1970s right and so the, ex- the, the how many people have been executed how many of those who people who are in are innocent is the question one has to ask would you keep the death penalty tony if you knew that one out of every 10 men that was executed was innocent that'd be crazy to say yes to Right. I mean, if if so, one has to question, um, you know, one's, uh, you know, has to question. I I don't know. I have to question your morality if you would say yes to that. I'm not saying he would. I don't you think can't. he would That's say somebody, yes to this. Somebody who would say yes to that would be someone who could not empathize. Someone who could not put themselves in the shoes of someone who is falsely accused. A sociopath. Accused. Someone who is falsely accused. Yeah. Somebody who believes that oh, I'm a law-abiding citizen and I would never get caught up in something like this. Well, there are plenty of people who thought they would never get caught up in some sort of criminal uh, trial. And turns out, you know, they were falsely accused and they never thought it would happen to them. Doesn't You'd... take much for somebody to point a finger at you to be at the wrong place, the wrong time, all right. those kinds of things. So... And if it's a state prosecutor, then good luck. Yeah. And that's really it because juries just tend to find people guilty. At 66% of felony cases are found guilty. Let's go you would you. think in this climate uh, here in the United States where everybody takes plea bargains that most of the people that are actually taking their cases to trial are, uh, are innocent, I would think. Let's talk to you about you and your thoughts. Jessica, listening in West Virginia, you're on Free Talk Live. Jessica. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, I just stumbled onto you guys today, so I'm a first-time listener. Wow. You're probably pretty shocked. <laughs> Not really, because I grew up in a libertarian household. Wait, uh, you grew up in a libertarian household, but you didn't become a hardcore authoritarian? We were talking about how a lot of times kids will rebel against their parents. How, how did that not happen to you? I don't, I don't really know. Um, they didn't really push it down our throats. Ah, there you That's go. Cute. That's what but, I was suggesting earlier, is that the parenting style where uh, parents are shoving their belief system down their kids' throats rather than letting them come to their own conclusions is likely going, right. to, be, uh, going to result in them rebelling. You know, they didn't didn't say you have to believe this, mm-hmm. but you know they exposed us to our their, their beliefs and many other beliefs also. That I have just decided that that's the way I believe. Excellent. But anyway, the reason I called is because 
Um, prior to stumbling onto your radio program, I stumbled onto the Free State Project. Mm, okay. And my husband and I were both sick and tired of working so hard and paying all these taxes for all of the freeloaders. And um, we're seriously considering moving to the Free State. Fantastic. But we're apprehensive. Hmm. You know, that's a big, big deal to move away from our sure family. Sure, it is absolutely thing that we've known. Sure, I left uh, Florida. Never been to New Hampshire. I, I moved here sight unseen. I did not visit once. Um, it's probably not a bad idea to visit, but if you can't afford it, then save your money for the moves. What I say, I thought it was just a brilliant concept. It took me a while to get over the idea of the fact that it'd be cold, considering I was born and raised in Florida. Um, but I did get over that because I figured, well, that's the least of my concerns. If I have a chance at being free, I don't mind being a little chilly uh, at certain times right. of the year. Right. Well, that's what I said the other day. If if I have to be cold to regain my freedom, then I'll be cold. But Well, okay. So what else are you apprehensive regarding the move to New well, Hampshire? This this is the funny thing. When I mentioned it to my father, he he said, "But New Hampshire is a notoriously socialistic state." What? Nope. Um, what he's thinking of is New England or Vermont. If you take a look at the, um, you know, take a look at the voting, uh, the presidential voting of all the uh, s- states up in uh, New England, you'll see that just about all of them are blue, except for New Hampshire. Uh, New Hampshire is kind of this purple state that's in uh, this this blue territory. It, it's not as it, it's not all red, but hey, take a look at Texas and uh, Utah if you think that uh, if you think that red states are free. So, um, you know, no is the answer to that. Look, no, look I, mean, the, I realize that. <laughs> you might want to look at the Mercatus Center's recent study that came out, found that New Hampshire was the freest of all the 50 states. There's also an excellent Mercatus. Yeah. Uh, there's also an excellent document at freestateproject.org called The 101 Reasons to Move to New Hampshire. Have you found that yet? Yeah, I definitely looked over that. That should be a real eye-opener. Yeah, my question for you is, what is the job climate? It is, it is the, good. Uh, the New Hampshire economy is the best of New England, uh, from what I understand. Well, yeah, one of the lowest unemployment rates in the Northeast. The lowest unemployment rate the, in the, the Northeast. It's one of the lowest in the entire country, one of like the top three or four uh, lowest. Yeah, I hear North Dakota's great. Yeah. So it's fairly it's fairly good, but it is a small state at the same time. Some people do find, you know, like going to a a more urban place like Manchester is the best option, and there are still people that commute to uh the Boston area to get jobs in certain areas that may not be available up here. But jobs are jobs and yeah. the uh, unemployment rate here is 4.9%. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. Nationals 9.2. Lowest tax burden of all of the uh, the 50 states, as I understand it. The lowest uh, ratio of government employees to actual, you know, productive members of society. Uh, there are all right. kinds of reasons. No income tax, no uh, sales tax. Right, and then you look at the... There's no, uh, there's no state income tax and correct. no... Um, sales tax. Is that correct? That's correct. That's right. There is a prepared meals tax, so when you go out to eat, there, there's like a 9% tax there. That's which, is, that which is about what most state tax sales tax There are a lot of challenges. I mean, the, for somebody to think, hey, it's all free up here. No, no. there. It's not the live free or die state. That's only It's only a name only, the live free or die they state. They just write that on the license plate. Yeah, right. Which yeah, I noticed that the property, the property taxes seem to be uh, proportionately higher. Yeah, that's correct. Higher. They're high. The only tax that uh, exists in the state is uh, property tax, and there's that's not, not a, a true statement. There's the well, meals and food tax, which I just told you about. There's a hotel room tax uh, as well. Well, how many people well, that live in the everywhere. state have to worry about that? 
Right. It's, just un- yeah. it's an untrue statement, Mark. That's okay. all I was correcting Fine. you. They, and, and if they don't have a tax, they call it a fee. So you know, be careful <laughs> with that statement. Uh, but all that right. said, you know, the tax burden is overall low. Although, for me, it was an increase in taxation. I mean, I'll be honest. that When I moved here, I'm, I'm paid more taxes because uh, you know, Florida didn't in have Florida, a state they, income they tax. They put the taxes on the tourists. Right. And so I was paying like $1,500 uh, a year in uh, property taxes in Florida, and here I pay around six thousand dollars a year. Uh, of course, I, I live right in downtown Keene, and uh, that's you know there's some convenience factors there. But I live in the highest taxed place in the entire state. I moved to Keene because uh, one of the reasons was because there's a lot of great civil disobedience that was going on here that was really inspiring to me, and some of the early movers mm-hmm. had inspired me. But also because I knew Keene would be a challenge, and I thought it was important to set uh, to set Keene free. Or to at least help. Well, I don't know how I, I feel about personally doing civil obedience. I I admire those that are doing that. Oh, it's but, not right for everybody. Uh, I mean, there. Are, I mean, it'd be nice if everybody would do it, but no, it's certainly not right for everybody. If you've got kids, I or would you certainly got, support anyone that's that's doing it. Well, then I would I, recommend going to cdevolution.org. It's the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund. And it's a great way to support people that are doing civil disobedience, support them financially. And there are other ways to support them on the ground. Like today, uh, Jim Johnson got out of jail. We've been talking about him uh, for the last several weeks. He was held in, in a prison cell for three weeks because he wouldn't fill out – first for, because he wouldn't fill out a court form. Then after he filled out the court form, they held him anyway because he still refused to pay the fine. And so it really ended up being just all about money. So he and his wife, Lauren, decided that uh, they were going to go ahead and, and pay the ransom. They collected some money from from some generous supporters and went and paid the ransom this morning. He was released. And what was it that he supposedly did? He uh, was convicted of trespassing for uh, walking around the jail with me and uh, a, a bunch of other people at a protest. We were all convicted of it. And, and they had been protesting at this jail for like two years. Yeah, there's a lot of background. If you want, go to freekeen.com, search Jim Johnson. And then drop into the forum there and, uh, and introduce yourself if you haven't done that. That's one of the more busy. Can I ask you one other quick question. Is you, there a radio station I could listen to you on in this area? In LRN.FM. Yeah, you have to go online, I LRN.FM. think. LRN.FM. Uh, unless you're in uh, Charleston, we can put you on hold and give you the answer off the air. See you tomorrow at freetalklive.com. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nesquik. Try Nesquik 4-Packs, perfect for lunches and great for kids on the go. Look for it in the juice aisle. Snack time is a great chance to sneak extra calcium into your child's diet without making him feel like he's eating something he doesn't want. Serve up dairy-rich foods like smoothies, flavored milk, frozen yogurt, and string cheese. He'll love the treat, and you'll love knowing how good it is for him. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday.